yeah. Okay. So this week, we're going to be learning the Os Samech in the Sefer Rishmilin from Rav Avi Mitzvah Kakoin Kuk. In order to properly understand the Os Samech, what we need to return to is Osmem and Nun and the relationship between the two of them. Because as we said previously, the Osmem represented the Kaliyutakol, it represented the Chachma, the flowing generality of everything, the universality of all, of all that there is contained within one unified flow of Mayim Rabbim. Then, in the Osnun, we had the emergence of particularization. We had the emergence of distinction through the Gvura of Bina. And in order to understand how the Klaliyut of Chachma, associated with the Osmem, and the particularization and the Pratiyut of the Osnun, associated with the Bina and the left side, how those two antitheses to each other, how those two opposites to each other unify to create a semblance of manifestation. How does the generality of everything, the Kaliyut HaKol of Chachma and the particularity of Bina, how do they actually manifest within creation so that there can be a synthesis between the two of them, allowing for the unlimited quality of Chachma and limited quality of Bina, which are represented of the two main functions of existence, which are Chesed, Gvura, and the infinite and, and finitude, unlimited and limit. Now, in Osamech, what Rav Kook is coming to do is he's coming to show us how the gvura, how the potency or the limitation that we found emerging in the Osnun, how does that form and flow into creation itself? What avoda, what purpose does it serve aside from the emergence of particularity? Now, in order to understand the words of Rav Kook, which are particularly short in the Osamech, we need to have one hakdama, which is two parts. Firstly, when we look at the Mikubalam, when we look at the Tzadikim, when we look at the Sparam HaKadoshim with regards to Gvura or Din, what we typically find is an association between severity and negativity with the Yitzharhara, with Sitra Achra, with Klipa, with the hither side of reality, which is devoid of the expressive light of God. And so the association with din and gvura and the tzad hasmol is typically one of negativity. We see it as the mitzvah losa asay. We see it as the need for a person to refrain from particular actions associated with yira and pachad, fear and anxiety. That the main way of interpreting gvura and din is one that associates din and gvura with judgment, harshness, severity, holding a person accountable for the specificity of their action. But when we look at our Svarim HaKadoshim, and the Mikubalim in particular, the Rebbe Rashab in, in his Sefer HaMa'amarim on Nuntes, in the year Nuntes, Tafresh Nuntes, as well as the Leshem Shabbat HaChalom in multiple places, we find a second way of interpreting Gevura and Din. That in the interiority of Gvura, as opposed to finding negativity and chait and the Yitzhahara and Klipa and the Sitra Achra and things that need to be erased and undone from reality, Gvura is representative of a fundamental drive, a fundamental power or a force that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has placed within creation that allows there to be a playing field of reality. Because like we said in the beginning by Os Aleph, that the chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the expressivity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is without limit. 
that had HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kabyachal revealed himself in the full context of his potential Kabyachal, there would be no room for differentiation. There would be no room for limitation. There would be no room for identifying one thing from the other. Because in the unity of everything, in the Klaliyut HaKol, of chesed, of the expression of love and water and things that flow without distinction. So there's no room for individuality. There's no room for the particularization of reality. And in order to mitigate this overflowing sense of chesed and or, that without which we wouldn't have room for creation, HaKadosh Baruch Hu instantiated and allowed for there to be a force of gvura, a force of limit, a force of constriction, that unlike the first way of interpreting gvura and din, which is associated with negativity and the other side of things and the sitra achra and klipa and the malachamabas and absence and all of the negative connotations that we associate with the question of evil in the world, that what our tzaddikim tell us is that in the interiority of gvura, very often symbolized and associated with the midah of Yitzchak Avinu, the pachad of Yitzchak, who in contradistinction to his father Avraham, who was the expressivity of loving kindness and the chesed, that Yitzchak was there to mitigate and minimize and limit and say, ad kan tavo, only come towards here. I'm creating a limit here. Like the Medrash tells us by Yitzchak Avinu, by the Akedah, that Yitzchak says to his father, tie me tighter because I'm afraid that I'm going to move my hand. That gvura is the ability to overcome the self-instinct and it is the ability to limit ourselves. Gvura is rooted in the tzimtzum and the original constriction and contraction and removal kavyachal that HaKadosh Baruch Hu utilized in order to create the world. That gvura is a necessity. Gvura is necessary in order to allow for there to be a difference between one thing and its other, without which there would be no room for bechira. Bechira is rooted in the ability to choose between one thing and its other, which is rooted in the obvious distinction between unified wholes. So on the one hand, we have this koyach of chesed that HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals into the world, the oros, if you will, the unmitigated and flowing, unbounded lights. And on the other hand, we have a secondary power within the world, the power of gevura, which allows there to be constriction and minimalization of the expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu so that it can be contained in bite-sized pieces which allow us to engage reality in some significant type of way. Now for Rav Kook, the gvura that the Os Samech represents is not of the first kind. It is not the negativity. It is not the chata'im. It is not the yetzahara. It is not the din and the, and the death, the death drive that expresses itself in reality, but it's rather the original, purified form of Gevura, which is simply the instantiation of limits, the emergence of limitation. It is not yet associated with the negative synonyms that we'll find later on in creation as we get down to the Oshin and the Ostaf, but rather by the Osamech, we're still at a place where Gevura is in its idealized form, where it simply represents the limitation that allows for the distinction between things. Like we see in the Gemara of Masechah's Chagiga, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he created the world, there was simply expression, that everything was growing and continuously growing without any limit. There was nothing to stop the Orin Sof. There was nothing to stop the light from its emergence into further red regions and further spaces. Until HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Omer Olam Odai, he said stop to the world. He allowed there to be limit. That gvura is not simply the absence of good, but it was rather a strength unto itself that HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals within creation so as to allow there to be a constrictive value within the world. 
that gvura is not some negative act, but it is rather a positive assertion of limit, something that allows for there to be limitation and thereby allow for distinction and distinguishment between one thing and its other. Now, the second part of the Sakdama is, where does this play out in the Seder that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has used to create the world? Now, here we come on to one of my favorite sugyos, the sugyo that Baruch Hashem I was able to collect makoros for in a country called Schok the Yitzchak, the laughter of Yitzchak. And again, the laughter of Yitzchak is associated with this paradoxical space of Gevura where it's not yet negative, but it's simply the emergence of constriction. The Schok the Yitzchak is the laughter of Yitzchak, the, the paradigm or the archetype of negativity and din and judgment is the one we find laughing the most because in the interiority of gvura and limitation, what we find first and foremost is a presence that HaKadosh Baruch has placed in the world so that the world can exist. Now, the first place that gvura emerges is something that the Zohar HaKadosh in, in one of the first few dafin and Parshas Bereshis describes as something called the Butsina de Cardenusa, roughly translated as the dark candle, or Butsina de Cardenusa, the hardened candle. Now, the paradox of it all is the fact that on the one hand, it's the butsina. Butsina is the Aramaic way that the Zohar describes light or a torch or a fire. The Cardenusa, and Rav Chaim Vital has a number of ways of interpreting this, in particular based on, on the Gemara in the first parak of Pesachim, and Arve Pesachim, about the matzah that comes from Chite de Cardenusa, about the wheat that comes from the mountains of Cardenusa. Cardenusa is representative of either darkness or severity or hardness. Now, we have this paradoxical image, if you will, of a butzina, a flame, which is at the same moment a flame of darkness. So it is a positive assertion, which is associated with light and chesed, yet the assertion of this positive light is one of limitation and darkening. So this paradoxical first place where we find gvura before it descends into negativity, before it becomes the din and the judgment that we find in terms of the sitra achar and klipa, that gvura is not something other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu's revelation in the world, but it is rather another way of Hashem revealing himself in the world. That it's very important for Rav Kook and for all the tzaddikim to understand that negativity is not some standalone existence, but it is rather the calcification or the crystallization of this koach, this potency that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has disclosed within creation in order to allow for there to be creation and bechira that as the Butsuna de Cardenusa, as this darkened light, this paradoxical space, which on the one hand is an expression of light, and on the other hand it's an expression of light which allows there to be constriction and limitation, that this expression, as the Seder Heshtalshalus and as the Aleph base continues, this descends and it becomes more and more of the Din and the Gvura that we typically associate with the Lashonos of Din and Gvura and Smol and Ra and Sitra Achra and Klipa Bechule Bechule. That in its source, like we said last week, it's nothing but the limiting, constricting power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Bechvodu Uv'atzmo Kavyachol. It's the Kayach HaGvul that we've been discussing since Os Aleph. It's the, the Tzimtzum itself, which Lashem has taught us, is not a negation. It's not in a negative space, but rather it's a positive assertion of a limiting agent, which stands as a veil in front of the unlimited light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The, the Pneumius of the Sugya, of the Butsina de Cardenusa, is simply that 
that which appears to be the root of all evil and negativity and opposition towards godliness in the world is nothing but another way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself in the world. To the extent that the Koyach HaGvul and limitation in its fullness will, re- will be revealed to have been nothing but another way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu asserts himself within reality, which allows us to be Bocher Betov and to utilize our Koyach HaBechira to choose things. Now this Putzina de Cardenusa as it's discussed, and I, I think in Tzchot Yitzchak I have about 170 Makoros from, from the Zohar and from the Arizal and from the Meforshe Arizal and from the Rashash and the Talmideh Rashash and from the Gra and the Talmideh Gra in particular of Yitzchak Isaac Haver and Rav Menachem and Mishklov and some from Rav Yitzchak Kahana and his Sefer told us Yitzchak, who was a Talmud Mufak of Rav Yitzchak Isaac Haver, one of the first Olim in the Yishuv Yashan, which Rav Kook was coming to kind of not fight against, but to rectify on a certain level. And we also have in the Baal Shem Tav HaKadosh and his Talmidim and Rabbi Nachman has a Makor on this. And there's one Makor that we're going to talk about from the Yosha Debre Emes. But all of them describe Butzina de Cardenusa as this paradoxical space of limitation that allows for growth, of Gvura, which is not negative, of Din, which whose purpose is not punishment and, and retribution, but rather Din, which allows there to be growth that it's only through the constriction and the limitation of things and negation in its purest form, not negativity that we associate with bad, but negation in the sense that it's the opposite of assertion. It's the opposite of expression. The Rebbe Rashad in, in, in Nuntes, in Tafresh Nuntes, in his Mamarim, he discusses the Midah of Yitzchak and the Mehirus and the speed that we find by Yitzchak. And he asks a simple question, how could it be that the Gevura of Yitzchak, which at it is seemingly an act of gvura and judgment and limitation, how could it be that this is going to be associated with mihiras and speed, something that in theory we would associate with expression and chesed? And he goes on to describe that what gvura truly is at its source is hiskabrus ha'atzmiut. It's, in, it's a potentiation of the essence, that the act of gavura, the act of constriction, like a jack-in-the-box, when you put more pressure on something, the more it grows and the more it allows itself to understand itself. Like Shaul HaMelech, who was that he sat on the vessels before revealing himself, not because he couldn't reveal himself, but because he needed more time to prepare himself. Like we find by Rashbi in the cave, and like we find by the Arizal on the banks of the Nile River, where he met with Eliyahu Anavi to understand Kabbalah Sa'arizal. That all of our tzaddikim, all of those who disclose Panimiya Satora, are the ones who sit on it before they express it. They're the ones who wait which as we're going to see is why the Osamach is representative of Sod, because secrecy and limitation are nearly synonymous, because the secret of something is the depth of something. The depth of something means that it's not yet revealed. If it's not yet revealed, it means it's limited from being revealed, which is why Gevura is going to be the same gematria as Omek or Amuk of depth, because it takes an act of Gevura. It takes an act of breaking and limitation to allow something to express itself in a more intensified form, in a more potent form, which is a proper definition of Gevura. Now this Putsina de Cardenusa, just in terms of where the Osamach lines up in relationship to the Mem, which we said was Chachma, and to the Nun, which we said was Bina, with the Mem, which we said was the Kaliyutakol, and the Nun, which we said was the particularization of everything, the water versus the fish of the water, Osamech is very interesting because 
according to the Arisa Befeirush in his, in his Sefer um, Mamre Rashbi, where he discusses the Hakdama to the Zohar HaKadosh, and, the, and he says this in Shara Klalim as well, in Eitz Chaim, and he expresses this in Shara Yud Gimel in Eitz Chaim as well, that the Osamech is going to be associated with the sphere of Bina, which is understandable because we're talking about limitation. Yet at the same point, it's Bina, once Bina elevates itself back up to Chachma. So it's not talking about Chachma itself, which was the Osmem. It's not talking about Bina itself, which was the Osnun, but rather it's talking about Bina as it ascends back up to its source in Chachma, which is going to be the unity between the Mem and the Nun, which we're going to find in the Samach like we started off with. Now, amazingly, and the Arizal doesn't say this Pefirish, but Putzina de Cardenusa is exactly this Inyan. The darkened light is the light of Chachma as it emerges through the darkening veil of Bina. That Putzina de Cardenusa descends very quickly from the Tzimtzum, and then we find it at the Gvura of Reisha de Loisida. I'm talking about specific terminology now just for the sake of MS, although you don't have to really understand this terminology. The Gvura of Reisha de Loisida, which is really the Gvura of Atik Yomen, then becomes the Chachma of Arach Anpin, which is the parts of lower than it, as we discussed in, in Osvav. The Chachma of Arach Anpin, which is something described as Mochas as the concealed wisdom, which is this potential towards limitation of thought, then descends into Chachma. And even though we typically say that Chachma is Chesed and the right side of things, the Arizal says Pefeirish and Eitzchayim and Sharyad Gimel that the Chayat and the different Rishonim associated Chachma with Gvura as well and limitation because of this Putzina de Cardenusa, because of this source of Gvura which descends from the loftiest space because it's nothing but the Kayach Gvul, nothing but the Koach of limitation emerging out of the unlimited, like we discussed in Os Aleph, and we're going to see by the Os Taf how the entire Sefer Rishmilin is simply the sugya of Yitzhiya Sakayach HaGvul from the Bilti Gvul. Like Rabbeinu Azriel says, and like the Nazir HaKadosh says, was the crowning jewel of Rav Kook's system. After the Betzina de Cardenusa is found in Chachma Darach Anpin, that's when it descends into the womb of Bina. And once Betzina de Cardenusa, this paradoxical space of a limitation, which is actually something that allows for growth and potentiation, on, or a positive difference, not a difference that's rooted in brokenness and separateness, but a, a positive assertion of difference, which allows there to be distinction between things, which is why it's light on the one hand, yet dark on the other hand, which is why it's chesed on the one hand, yet gur on the other hand, then it finally settles within the parts of bina, which then becomes the shorosh of the gvuros, like we discussed in the osnun. Now with that hakdama, now we can begin to understand the words of Rav Kook and Osamach. Rav Kook says as follows, Rav Kook says, Smichas ha-metzias ha-ruchniyut v'ha-chumriyut sheba b'chol archea, hi b'haskara b'gvula. The support, the smichat the support that is given to existence, both in its spiritual form as well as its physical form, in all of its levels, it's protected and limited and closed off, closed off in its limitation, that the Samach represents the protection that each and every individual existent has, that it not go over or go beyond its specific limitation and the laws of its value. 
Because again, the Osamech is the instantiation and the emergence of limitation. Zoshi amdas hatsamech besurasa This is the expression of the Samech in its written form, which is simply the circle, which unlike the Bays, which was Gvulim and Mechitzot, or the Chaf, which was Gvulim and Mechitzot, which still allowed for room of expression, or even the Osmem, which is even more closed off, yet there was still a small point where a person can enter in. The Samech is closed on all sides. Ha-hagvala ha-chazaka, the strengthened limitation, ha-makefes saviv, that surrounds that the Samach is representative of sviva, something that surrounds, and socher, which is the Aramaic expression of, of limitation, and soter, and brokenness. Hamakeset saviv, that surrounds me, so as not to allow for there to be space where something can exit away from its essential limitation. Because without the Samach, without Gvul, Without gvul, then things would emerge and, and meld with one another, then negating the particularization of bina. Without these gvulim, without this limitation, without the butzina de kardinusa, which Sifre Chabad called the kav hamida, the kav hashiurim, this thing that allows for distinction and measurement and particularity and limitation and boundaries for, between one thing and another. Without that, there would be no reality because everything would melt into one another. In thought as well as in will. A person cannot exit the Samech from above or from below. Not to the right and not to the left. Now here Rav Kook is going to be discussing something remarkable. We find, and, and this is clear in the Sefer Yitzira, and it's also clear in, in the Zayar HaKadosh, and the Bnei Yisachar, Sikhusi discusses this in a, in a very expressive way in Mamre Chodesh Kislev, because Kislev is related to the Os of Samech, that Samech is associated with the feminine principle. Now, it's not talking about the gender binary of masculinity and femininity, but it's rather talking about the divine kochos kavyachol, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has placed into the world of mashpia and makabel, of expression and receptivity, of or and kli, of light and vessel, of, of generalized reality, of mayim, of chachma, of chesed on the right side, and limitation and particularization and the femininity of things, the constriction of things, and the potential of things on the left side. Now, the first samach, that we find in the Torah is when, uh, when Adam HaRishon is put to sleep, is falling into a terdema, so that HaKadosh Baruch Hu can then take away from him through the rib um, a, a certain feminine counterpart, Chava, if you will. Now, the Pasuk there says, V'yizkar tachas basar, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu closed off his flesh after removing the rib. So we see in the Svarim HaKadoshim point out that the Osamach is very much associated with the feminine principle with absence, with negation, with limitation, with that which allows there to be measurement and particularization of each thing as opposed to just pure expressivity of chesed. And Rav Kook says as follows, Rav Kook says, The Samech on its own does not have an individual identity or value when it comes to creation. Limitation and gvul is always going to be associated with shlilut, with negation, that which we can't say. It allows for the space between things. It allows for the limitation between things. And he'eder, an absence, because it's the opposite of expression. 
Aval, and here of Cook is describing very clearly the purpose of the Bufina de Cardenus and the purpose of Gevura within reality. What is the purpose of negativity? What is the purpose of darkness in reality other than the fallen nature of darkness, which is din and gvura and all the things we typically associate with it? Rav Kook says, Aval ha-hagvala, zu muchrechet liyot choderet b'chol havaya mefurata be'eza sfirashetihia, that this limitation, this measurement and boundedness is necessary to descend and penetrate within each and every particularized existence from whatever sphere it comes from, from whatever range of existence it comes from, from the loftiest to the lowest, kiba tofa hanhara shel hetztainut hamitziyut hanisharet smucha l'osa atochen v'achela kamiyuchad shachayim kolem sholas hamasarasam. Because for Rav Kook, and this is a remarkable idea, this samech, this gvul, is necessary so that there can be a tofa'ah hanhara, an expression or an emergence of light, shall hitztainus, the light of distinction. There needs to be distinction between one thing and its other, between one person and the other, in order for there to be bechira, in order for there to be an apparent duality, which allows for the playing field of reality that this gvura, the samach, the gvulim, are not some positive assertion, but they're rather the building block that constitute the playing field of reality, without which there would be no room for bechira. Kiba tofa'an ha'anhara shel hitztainut, the light of distinction emerges. Hamitziyut ha'nesheret that allows there to be distinction between that which is proximate and approximate to the content that we're discussing. Rav Kook there is playing on the fact that Samech and smucha means that Samech allows for there to be a concept of smuchim, of things that are approximate to one another. Because without the limitation of the Samech, everything would be every other thing. There would be no distinction, and therefore there would be no distance or measurement, thereby negating the whole concept of things that are close to one another, because it would just be one amalgamation and unified blob without any distinction or particularization. So Samech and the Butzina de Cardenusa, the limiting agent, the Shiurim and the Gvulim that constitute reality, are what allow there for be, to be a concept of Smuchim, of things that are close to one another, which is why we'll see from the from Rav Menachem Mendel of Shklov, the Talmud Mufak of the Vilna Gon, that Samech is also osios mesach, which, which means distinction, which means a ceiling or a separation between one thing and the other. And we're going to see that Samech is also the same letters as Sikum, as a sum total, because only by limiting something can we then say, oh, this is the sum total of it. Because without Gvura, there can be no sum total because everything is everything else and there would be no distinction between parts and there could be no total or a Sikum. Rav Kook follows and he says something amazing. What is the purpose of the Gvura? What is the purpose of limitation and the Butzina de Cardenusa? So that existence can hit its target. Without gvura, without distinction, there is no essentiality. There is no specificity. There is nothing that can be called by a proper name if everything is pure chesed and water. It is only after the emergence of limitation that we can identify individualized parts of existence, which then allow for things to be specific. Kolimatamatara, they hit their pinpoint, they hit their target. Life becomes essential. There can be an essential nature to something as opposed to everything just being part of some unified whole. This is part of Rav Cook's entire project, which is how does the particular, how does the prat emerge from within the, uni- the universal without negating either or. 
In Osamech, Rav Kook is speaking very clearly about the emergence of particularity, and the purpose of that is so that things can have an essential quality. In the Tikkunei Zohar, when discussing the Rikia that HaKadosh Baruch Hu spreads between the Mayim Elyonim and the Mayim Tachtonim, that the Mem, we said, is the Mayim Elyonim and the Mayim Tachtonim together, everything unified, everything together, no distinction. The Rikia, Ben Mayim Lemayim, is placed to separate the two of them. Now, what appears to be an act of negation, what appears to be an act of insinuating limit and emergence of limitation and distinction and distortion, the Tikkunei Zohar say that Tishkach Rakia, you take the word Rakia, Vitimsa Iker, and you find essence that only by way of a Rakia, only by way of a Mesach or something that separates one thing from its other, can we even begin to talk about the concept of essentiality of things? Because without distinction, there can be no Iker, there can be no Chayim Hakolamatamatara, life that hits its target, because it is only limitation that allows for Bechira, which allows for an overcoming of the self. Uh, of Gvura in its purified form, of the paradoxical and contradictory space of the Butsina de Cardinusa, a darkness that shines or a light that darkens. Now, if we look at Kisfei Rav Nachamendel Mishlov, this volume was put out by Machon Hagra, who currently are fighting to protect the, the kever of the Vilna Gon, Elenu, from, from, from the people who want to destroy it. But, but in Osamachir, Rav Menachem and the Mishlov, who, who there's not even enough time in this year to introduce the value of his teachings, he says something amazing. He says, the Samach is the sod of Sikum. The Samach is the sod of the entire quality, the total value, the Cheshban Koldavar, and the enumeration of things. Why? Ki oseg vanim tamid. Because absence creates colors. Because when I hold something down, when I limit something, the force that is growing out of that limitation allows for a greater potentiation, that only by holding back, only by withdrawing, can I actually allow there to be a stronger manifestation, a stronger expression of things. That the he'eder tamid ose gvanim, that what appears to be negative and negation allows there to be multiplicity, that it's a gvul, a limit, that allows for the emergence of multiplicity and pratiyut. And it comes into numbers and different values of things. And this is a secret of the feminine principle, whose eyes are always looking at numbers. Because it is only through this act of gvul, it is only through this act of gvura, which we actually have the emergence of multiplicity. We have the emergence of difference, which then allows for bechira. Now, lastly, I want to just read from one Makor from Slokti Yitzhak, which talks about the value of the Butsina de Cardenusa, and it's connected to the Zman that we're in right now. This is from the Yosha de Emes, and it's an amazing Makor because the earlier Talmudim of the Baal Shem Tov would quote from Kabbalah of the Arizal, but they were never as specific in terms of identifying the terms they were discussing. But here we're going to see that the Yosha de Emes says something amazing. He says, and it's already known that which the Arizal wrote, at all times, that time is emerging, and the past is connected to the present moment as well. It is not some linear manifestation of time, but rather, as our Sarma Kadoshan described, a cyclical nature of time where one thing can connect to that which happened at the past present moment. And he goes on to say, And so too as well during these 
high holy days, Meira Haares Haschala Sabria, the beginning of creation shines, Shehu Hadin, which is judgment and limitation and severity, Shabo Nivraha Olam, Kamosha Amar Kasav, Barashis Bara Elokim, Shua Atala, that the world was created with the name of Elokim, which is Gvura, because it took an act of Tsimsum, and therefore by Rosh Hashanah, there's a, a reemergence or an echo that allows us to hear this voice of the initial gvura, the initial root, the high lofty root of gvura prior to its descent into negativity. The chol hatchalot kashot, and that's why all beginnings are difficult because tzimtzum and negativity and self overcoming all are identified with difference. Vehainian kibria saolam hu the creation of the world was through an act of tzimtzum. The Indian had tzimtzum who histalkus achios lamalakanoda. And here he's utilizing a, a real important way of reading the tzimtzum, in particular as based in Mavo Sha'arim, that tzimtzum is not a removal, but is rather an elevation of something back upwards. And it's known what is written in the Sefer Reishis Chachma B'Shem HaRamak, in the name of Zerabi the Ramak. Based on the Pesukim, Kihima Hamalachim Noedu Avdu Yachtav Heimarau Kentamau Nifhalu Nechpazu Ra'ad Achsasam, that when we talk about the fear and the anxiety of the angels and the Malachim, Kuneemar Atsilo Kahechalos Lamala, it's describing the removal or the return of light back up to its source. The Dabar Halamid Menyana Hu Al Kol Hadvarim, and that's true with regards to all questions of Tzimtzum, that it is when something emerges back up to its source, and that's where the birth of negativity comes in, and limitation. The idea of the bottom going back up to the top, the degraded state emerging back up to the elevated root, that's the concept of tzimtzum, which is a pachat gadol which is a very big fear and a terror for the individual who exists down low. And, and the Yoshe Devarimus goes on to say, this light that emerges in the Amnuraim, who Hanikra Bezohar Butsina de Cardinusa. It's what's referred to in the Zohar as Butsina de Cardinusa, Shahu or Kawachat Simpson, which is the light of the potential of Simpson, the Hunikra or Choser, and it's referred to as a returning light or a reverberating light, which is something that removes the infinitude of Chachma and allows there to be distinction. And that light, the Batina Tukadinusa, this paradoxical space of limitation that allows for growth and the instantiation and emergence of limit, which allows for multiplication of things and the potentiation of things, is what will lead us next week, Bezras Hashem, to the ayin, to the eyes that see where we're now able to actually gaze at individualized and particularized existence and engage in them.